This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome back to Talkville. This is it. This is it. This is it. Make no mistake where you are. You're going to. Uh, this is it. This is the finale, guys. This is uh, Exodus. Um, Great Bob Marley song. Yep. Exodus. Imagine, imagine if they'd have played that for the, uh, like, snuck that into the show somewhere. Yeah, it would have been weird. If some kind of post-grunge band uh, covered it, then it would have definitely been in there. Yeah, I don't like the word Exodus. <laughs> Bible room. Talkville podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Talkville pod on Twitter. You guys got to follow us. Write a review. It helps substantially with the algorithms. And we want algorithms. We want to get the podcast to shoot up in the charts on Apple. So it's important. And uh, also, if you want to join the patron family, patreon.com slash talkville. Uh, we couldn't do this without patrons. So if you're really liking the show and you want more seasons, I urge you to become a patron and uh, do whatever you can so we could do whatever we want. Um, and by the time you're listening to this, the LA Lakers have been beaten. Yeah, that was sad. I was at the game. It was. Um, I really thought they were going to win, but Denver was just. I thought they were going to win because you were there. Because they win every time you go to. That's games. true. Denver is just incredible. That guy Jokic. But look, everything's in the show's description. If you go to our handles, TalkvillePodcast.com has amazing, fun stuff. I see all the patrons show up to cons wearing sweatshirts. I just ordered a sweatshirt yesterday. I swear to God, I was like, and I paid for it. <laughs> I'm paying for this stuff, man. Um. It's cool. It's the softest sweatshirt you'll ever see. When I get it, you're going to go, I want one of those. You really will. It's it's really cool. Um, and then we're going to have some more autographs for me and Tom on there. We have a Zoom still on there. We just Zoomed somebody last week. or We did two Zooms. Um, you could Zoom with me and Tom. Tons of merch. We're going to have another piece of artwork by May Charters, who's a great artist. And um, other great stuff on there as well. Um, if you want to leave questions for the hotline, 213-JET-CUTE leave a question make sure it's not more than 20 seconds i get aggravated uh look this is uh this has been a really fun season i've learned so much i've watched so many of these episodes that i never saw before tom always harasses me about that and i i thought you know there was some really good stuff this year there's some good stuff there was some really bad stuff i think we had our worst episodes of the year in this season so far and we've had uh maybe our best episodes we did have that like two or three Whoa. episode run where we were all just like, this is, this is tough. Yeah. I wanted to go back. You know, we, the show. The, you know, we go to these cons, you and me, and we do these panels and it's fun now that we've watched so many, you know, first and second season, because now I can talk about the episodes where before we did this podcast, I didn't know what people were talking about half the time. <laughs> I know. And now I'm like, oh, actually this is what that meant. Mm-hmm. Without further ado, let's get into it. Season two, episode 23, the finale Exodus aired May 20th. 2003 greg beeman our good buddy greg beeman directed the finale also guys we have an amazing guest on the show today and you are going to be very excited i cannot wait the one and only this person the one and only you know what's funny is as i'm watching this and i i usually visually i could tell when beeman's directed an episode and i didn't know it was beeman this time for some reason there wasn't a lot of wonners i felt he likes the wonners but it was a good episode Al Goff, Miles Miller, of course, wrote the finale. Emmanuel Boucher, Dr. Helen Bryce, Terrence Stamp as the voice of Jorel. It's time now 
It's time, Kal-El. I'm Jor-El. What the Clark, hell? Clark, I am your father. I am your father. Uh-huh. I thought you were dead. <laughs> Who was it? Palpatine? What's it? How does his voice go? The dark side. The dark side. <laughs> you will become. Not from a Jedi. Not from a Jedi. You. We Lord need to call Vader. our buddy who does that voice, right? Doesn't it's he do the voice now? What? Doesn't our buddy do his voice? Yeah. What's his name? He was on the podcast. Yeah. He did it for me on the podcast. Sam Whitmer. Mm. Yeah. Yep. You will not. I could do this shit, man. I want you to do more voiceovers. Lex Luthor reveals his hand, and in an attempt to save his wedding, Lana hesitates uh, to move forward with Clark at the risk of her close relationships or friendships. And Clark fights against his father's request, causing tragedy in the adopted family by forging his own destiny. Lot goes on. I got to tell you, it was the first time in, in the show that I was like, it, it, the dar- it, it was darker than it's ever been. Yeah. There's that those moments that I'm like, uh, the show's never been this dark. And you know what? It's so heavy that it's like, oh man, I want I want them to do more of this. I want more heavy. It's one stuff. of the one of the few times Clark is purely out to destroy something. Not only that, um, but he is for the first time he's really held accountable or you know responsible for his actions. And um, I I don't remember how he makes it right. Maybe he makes it right eventually, but right now I'm like, holy shizy. Well, the episode begins where we left uh, last left off. Clark Wan walking into the cellar, which is glowing because of a spaceship. It raises from the ground, addresses him as Jarrell, his father. We learn that the ship has been sent to fulfill his promise, guarding him on Earth. Jarrell goes on to tell Clark that he needs to return to him at sunset and lead the people he knows here on Earth as they have served I, their purpose. So that scene is a has a bigger um, has a bigger thing for me because. I think it's the first time that I'm speaking to an actor who's not there. That's not easy. Um, you know, and I found it to be a lot of fun because huh. you really have to listen. Is that when you're and, on, the, on the ground and you're screaming and the explosion and everything? Because that was dope. Like your response to it was great. Um, the one I'm talking about is when he went at the beginning when he's down there and Jarrell says, I'm your dad. And, you know, yells, um, I thought you were dead. And then he shows all the pictures of Lana and Martha and Jonathan. Yeah, and they disappear. Great. But all that yelling and screaming, I don't think I'd ever had to do that before. And I thought it came across pretty cool. It was great. I really enjoyed that. Um, Clark is resistant to give up everything and everyone he knows, but Jarrell tells him there is no other choice, Kal-El. The next morning, Clark shares the ultimatum he was given with his parents. Clark is upset because things in his life are finally looking up and he's being told he needs to beat it. Put an egg in your shoe. What? But what is he being told to do? He just has to leave? Yeah, he's told that, to hey, your time on Earth has, has expired, and you're moving on, and you're going to do something else, what you're destined to do. And he's like, you don't know what that is. But at the same time, us. that's just going to be – It's a, it's a, imagine you're like, you know, I'm doing this podcast, and I'm finding my purpose in life, and someone says, all right, Rosenbaum, we're moving to Jamaica. What? <laughs> Jamaica? I don't, I don't smoke pot. No, 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 no. There's more to Jamaica than pot. It's beautiful. But the point is, we're moving to Jamaica because your purpose is there. Oh, what do you to what? I'm not moving. Everything's going well now. I, I still don't have a girlfriend. But anyway, um, the next morning, Clark shares the ultimatum he was given. We talked about that. Jonathan uh, tells Clark that he chooses his own destiny, not anybody else. And I thought John and Annette were exceptionally, exceptionally good, powerful. Everyone was powerful in this episode. 
Over at Luther Manor, Lex is obsessing over Clark's blood until he notices Helen and Lionel talking in the hallways. Lex tries to figure mm-hmm. out why they were discussing and what they were discussing. And Helen tells him she's tired of being a pawn in their familial chess game. And as the proverbial olive branch, Lex shows Helen that he stole Clark's blood. But he's sorry. Lex says he was hoping this would provide him answers. But Helen tells him it's the reason the relationship must end now. I thought that was really good. I like that scene. I like that Lex is saying... I have to just be honest here if I want to ever want to be in a healthy relationship. And this is the woman for me. And this is the woman who loves me. And this is, she, you know, if she's going to forgive me, then she's the one. And um, we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> uh, later that day, we see Lana and Clark sharing a cuddle. Clark <laughs> discusses how happy he is that they're together. And Lana talks about how she's eager to break the news to Chloe so she can stop avoiding her. And then she, they stuff each other's tongues down their throats. <laughs> I mean, that was the heaviest kissing I've ever seen in my life. That was, <laughs> that was there's, there, there, yeah. There's this, Ryan. There's a, right. And then there's like, and then there's there like, was, <laughs> there was tongue. There was, there was tongue. There was dude. some tongue. Clark visits Luther Manor and talks about how the wedding has been called off with Helen getting cold feet. Clark is battling his own destiny. Lex tells him that despite how hard he fought to escape Lionel's shadow, he keeps getting pulled back in. And isn't that the truth? Clark Just like Jarrell. Yeah. Oh. Parallel. Parallel. Do you get why that line was there? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, right. that's happening to me, too. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. That's, that's funny. It's symbolic. What voice That's is funny, that? Lex. I was just talking to the spaceship that brought me to Earth, and my dad's voice <laughs> came in. And <laughs> funny you should say that. I was just talking to the spaceship. Clark, <laughs> Clark has the Kawachi Ks find some advanced equipment that Lionel has set up around the octagonal carving. Shortly after, Lionel walks in and tells Clark he needs to stop visiting. He goes on to tell Clark that he will uncover the mysteries of the walls. And as Clark tells him to be careful, Lionel tells him that he has fashioned a replica of the spaceship key made out of meteor rock and is determined to place it into the carving why he would tell clark that no one knows back in the other storyline lana is choosing which dress to wear to the wedding as she gets interrupted by guess who chloe who alludes to the fact that clark and her are a couple lana says they're just friends unwilling to break the news of their relationship and as the sun sets on smallville clark gazes out at the horizon Anticipating what's to come with regards to Jorel's warning, Jonathan meets his son in the loft, watching the sun go down, and reassures him that everything will be okay. I thought that was beautiful. That sunset, it held yeah. up, man. That was gorgeous. I mean, I was like, ah, oh, and just like the lighting on Jonathan and you when you guys are talking, that was beautiful, man. I bet that's one of Ryan's favorite scenes. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> As his death dad leaves. Clark gets another calling from his Krypton dad. Summoned back to the cellar, Clark finds a spaceship floating and telling him to obey. Clark says he will not obey, and the spaceship blasts him, not hand blasts, into a corner of the room. Pinned against the wall, we see the Kryptonian symbol of hope, and it's seared into Clark's skin. Jarrell says this is the symbol of his people and that he needs to heed his advice or he will hurt the ones he loved. This was rad. How was that shot, Tom? Uh, I don't remember shooting that part. I remember when I take Pete down there and the scene that's coming up. I have a funny story about that when we get there. Mm. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? 
The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Talkville today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Talkville. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. The next day, we see Clark analyzing Lana's necklace, which has seemingly lost all its kryptonite powers. As he's doing this, his parents are leaving for the wedding and concerned on why he's not ready. He's got his own agenda. Back at Luther Manor, Lex is dressed for his wedding, hoping his bride to be returns, and she does. Helen returns, telling Lex that she has skeletons in her closet, too, so she's in no place to judge. And guess what? The wedding is back on. Nutter should have directed it because it's going to be a blood wedding. The Red Wedding. Back on the farm, Pete joins Clark, here we go, in the cellar and tries to lend advice as Clark shows him the new Kryptonian symbol, chest branding. Clark goes on to tell Pete that he knows what he must do. Destroy the ship. I remember being down there and Sam coming to set and being like, where's the thing? And I show him the what the thing they put on my chest and he goes, oh my God, that looks like it hurts. And I'm like, ah, you know, I kind of played it up a little bit. And then we were blocking the scene Sam was like, I think Pete should touch it. I think he should touch it. And Beeman's like, I don't think so. And Pete's like, just let me do one like that. And he goes, all right, well, let's do it. And then we'll let you do one. And there's a blooper out there somewhere. Uh, they released it where Sam reaches over and touches it. And I go, ah, and he was, ah, he's like, man, come on. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. It was hilarious. I love that. We need to make another Sam t-shirt though, out of a quote from this scene. Clark, this is whacked. Did he say that? He's <laughs> 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 talking about, yeah. He's going to get the kryptonite and yeah, destroy Clark, the thing. Clark, this is whack. Clark, this is whacked. Like past tense no, of whack. Yeah. 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 Face hand whacked. He goes on to explain that he believes a kryptonite key being placed into it will destroy it. Pete warns him that it's a suicide mission. It's a or suicide just let, mission, Clark. How about just let Lionel do it then? Or is there no time? Is that where it is? There's no time? I don't know. Oh, because Lionel wants, I'm sorry, Lionel wants to put the key in the wall. Yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. As a distraction to extract Lionel's kryptonite key, Pete barges into the caves and starts berating Lionel for destroying the <laughs> Ross Corn Empire. Lionel takes the opportunity to throw digs at Pete's father, which allows Clark enough time to super speed and take the key. You search him. I like that. Mm hmm. Tom, since this is a scene where you literally just speed in, sped out, and sped in, and all that. Do they even have you do it for, or, or your double does it? I probably, if it's just a blur, most likely my, my double did it. Hmm. Yeah. Just to save time. Clark returns to the loft with a secured kryptonite key and finds his girlfriend dressed for the wedding, wondering why he's still not ready. Uh, Clark tells Lana there's something he has to do first, but he can't 
share. Yeah. What it Maybe is. it was uh, fix the collar of his jacket. It looks horrendous. Did you notice that? Mm-mm. I didn't notice it. Clark's jacket's all like tweaked out. Well, he's having a rough Steve? time. Steve. Lana says the last time she heard that her boyfriend went off to war. That was <laughs> that was sad. Like so, hey, yeah. she's saying, hey, do not hurt me. I can't deal with that again. And that's heavy. Well, I, I was waiting for her to say, so you're telling me that w- w- you're not going to take me to the actual, th- like, I'm, I'm going to show up by myself. <laughs> I feel like that's what she really would have said. Maybe. We're, we're not driving together. What? That's not nice. Lana heads to the chapel, tells Lex that Clark is busy at the moment. Jonathan and Martha hear this and decide to leave the wedding, leaving Lex at the altar with no best man, no parents. No parents. His dad's a dick. Back on the farm, Chloe pulls up in her VW bug, ready to bug. That was that was a Bryce joke. We get a nice product a placement as Clark checks his Swiss watch, frantic that he's running out of time. Pressed for time, he tries to rush her away, pissed at the idea that nobody will give it to her straight. Chloe confronts Clark on his new relationship with Lana. This is just this takes you out of the episode. You're like, beat it, fast forward. No one cares. No one cares. Here we go. Isn't it strange that Clark's watch is able to keep time even when he super speeds? Yeah, it should almost like slow down or speed up. Clark's always like, ah, this thing. Damn it. <laughs> so he's fixing his watch. Chloe leaves and Clark heads into the cellar with the kryptonite spaceship key. Clark braces himself and then removes the key from the LL case. And as he does, this nearly kills him. But he's able to place the key into the ship. Doing this causes the ship to decay and implode, sending a rush of energy across the town. This was insane. I didn't love the hand when it gets poisoned by. The, I thought it was cool. Uh, it just looks like Return of the Living Dead hand. They didn't need to do that. They should have just made it more look inside instead of veins on the outside. It just looked too fake. But that's me. Maybe it looked cool back then. I don't think it did. This energy blast hits the Kent truck as Jonathan and Martha were driving home to check on their son, and it causes them to crash violently. And back at the scene of the explosion, Clark wakes up to find the cellar has been obliterated. That was badass. Crater in the ground, merges to find his parents' uh, truck flipped and rushes to their aid. And this, man, this was... So you know sad. the scope of this you know it was just filmed like a movie i mean it looked amazing the special effects the cgi shot um you know unlike Truck today's flip. movies that are all freaking cgi and you can go oh it's beautiful and it's cgi this is this st- still kept me in the practical world you know um after- yeah they've they've they got rid of that truck they sure flipped that thing they did uh after the wedding lex and helen head to their private jet for their honeymoon, Lex offers a cheers, and Helen gives him an eerie look and reassurance that she is happy. You know, going back for a second, I, I think I remember when they flipped that truck, because <clears throat> you don't know how the truck is going to end up when it stops moving. Like, it could be on it could be on its four wheels, it could be on the side, it could be on the roof. And I remember everybody just, like, praying that it landed the way it did so they could get Jonathan, Mar- Jonathan and Martha in there. I mean, if it hadn't landed that way, they would have just adjusted. But I remember everybody was just like, how's it going to land? How's it going to land? Yeah, that's dope that they made it land like that. Back at Smallville Medical, we see Martha being helped in a hospital room. This was just heart-wrenching. Jonathan's outside distraught. His performance was just on the nose. Questioning his son and what he did to cause this havoc. Clark explains what he did, and Jonathan wonders why he didn't seek their help first. And Jonathan's emotional and continues to explain to Clark that his actions have consequences. And as he does, the doctor comes out to report Martha's status. She's lost the baby. Unable to respond to his son, Jonathan leaves him and heads into the hospital room. Now seemingly disgracing both of his fathers, <laughs> Clark is hopeless. Now, I was so surprised that I was like, 
oh, wow. I was thinking, no, they, the baby can't die because then it's Clark's fault inadvertently. And it is Clark's fault. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That was do re mi fa so la ti dark. I, I think Clark's just trying to figure out how to explain the crater in his in his field to Lana, who just shows up. <laughs> Good Lord. He returns to the cellar still in a daze. Lana shows up to see what happened. I loved how you acted this scene. You were just kind of like, I don't want to hurt anybody. I got to get out of here. I'm sorry. But you, you had that urgency to get out of there. And but at the same time, like you were still like, I, I don't want to hurt you. I'm hurting you. I, I got to go. I got it. It was just perfect between the direction oh, and, and the acting. You you nailed it. So good job. Thank you. Clark Thank returns you. to the cellar still in the days. Lana shows up. See what happened. Unable to comprehend how he could have blown up the cellar. Clark tells Lana there's so much that he's hidden from her. Distraught. He tells her to stay away from him if she knows what's good for her. Enough with the hand. No. Back at Luther Manor, we see Chloe having tea with Lionel. Betrayed by her friends, she has had a change of heart and is willing to make a deal with the devil. That was or, a great scene. That was a great scene. They, you know, both of them are really good. Well, and I couldn't tell if she was just lying or not. Like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to work with you so I can find out what you know. Yeah. They're going to play each other. And know that yep. Lionel's smart enough. Like, I know you, you little journalist, Biddy. She went goth. She, she was wearing all black. Her hair changed. She got more eyeliner on. Yeah. The villain arc. I'm different now, Lionel. I'm going to be your girl. I'm different. Yeah, Because I'm of different. unrequited love. I figured since you have sex with all of your son's girlfriends, perhaps you'd like to have sex with a high school girl, you pig. <laughs> Clark goes to pay another visit to the hospital, finds his mother sobbing in the arms of his father. Clark's now completely brokenhearted. He takes this rage and is determined to leave it all behind as he goes on the search for some primo red K. Um, <laughs> I got to say, that scene with Annette, crying just in a wide shot is the most effective scene in the show it's just unbelievable how she committed because you're like oh it's just a wide shot it's clark's pov of you um and you know some actresses could just go oh my god i'm just i'm crying is that good does that work does that work? you know and then you could right. do adr but she was like <laughs> she couldn't catch your breath yeah you know it was awesome like I just did. I thought that, I thought it was a great choice not allowing Clark in the room either. I, I think that was a good uh, editorial yes. decision. Yes. He saw this, but it's something that she would never do in front of him. She would go, it's not your fault, Clark. It's not your fault. It's totally right, your right. fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> Black jacket wearing, red K using, motorcycle driving, Clark Kent. Woohoo! He's back and he's had it with Smallville. Next on Smallville. Lana shows up to try and stop him from leaving, telling him she loves him. He shares his love for her, but he's determined to leave to prevent her hurting her anymore. Clark takes his bike and hits the road towards Metropolis. Now, I, the one thing I remember about this scene was kind of being a little frustrated. I had to wear glasses because I didn't like them. And I think it was Greg that was like, no, they look fine. I'm like, yeah, but they look just fine. They don't look great. And why does Clark need to wear glasses? Like, oh, it's part of the look. He's don't worry. I love it. But all I can think about is the scene is how stupid he looks in those glasses. Here's what bothered me. It says the episode ends with a scene midair at the newly wed. Oh, hang on. Before we get to that of the motorcycle. And it was going really slow, slow. And I could tell how <laughs> slow it was because it was passing those markers. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh, red case is kind of lame right now. What are you driving? A Prius? He's still a teen. He doesn't know how to. He like speeds off. Really. And then on red K, you speed up. <laughs> he like. He rips out of there past Lana and then like 
puts it on 35 mi- 35 miles an hour cruise yeah, control. Lame. You don't want to, you don't want to get pulled over when he's high on Red K. He's probably listening to the Little River oh. Band. I agree about the the sunglasses though, Tom. Those were yeah. those were some lame. Yeah, they could have had better sunglasses. Shades. The episode ends with a scene midair at the newly wed Luthers having some turbulence on their honeymoon jet. We see Lex wake up from a snooze finding the plane empty and about to crash into the Well, ocean. I hope they don't find him on a deserted island. What? But that that was pretty dope. That was like, holy crap! How are they getting out of this one? Yeah, uh, I I remember the plane. I remember goofing around with Emmanuel a lot. I remember the blooper scene that you guys could watch in the bloopers. I remember just um, a lot was shot and little was used. We probably shot <laughs> ten hours in that plane, in this little plane, this makeshift plane that they decorated on set, and uh, it was just really me waking up me a shot of me going to the cockpit looking out pov my eyes holy shit i'm hitting the water and that was it um <laughs> interesting this but i'm watching i'm watching it right now and i'm watching clark drive 15 miles an hour down the uh, <laughs> just like, what? life is a highway i want to drive it slowly all night long well the reason it's going to take all night long is because you're going 15 miles an hour yeah gosh you want to get to metropolis you want to make a pit stop at boreville Interesting things of note. Interesting Deleted scene on the season note. two DVD reveals that Lionel interrupts the wedding ceremony, so Lex and Helen decide to elope instead. This marks the first time that Pete meets Lionel Luther. This is the second time that Lex has been married in the show in the same <laughs> season. Same hotline. outfit, too? Yep. <laughs> now it's time for the hotline. Talk All right, here we go. Line. These are top-tier patron privileges. Garrett, what's your question? We got a guest coming up. We got to gear it up and get ready. Hey there, this is Garrett W. from the Smallville Forever Patron Group. Uh, my question is for the season finale, Exodus. Uh, this is for Tom. Tom, that uh, makeup of the scar on your chest, what was it like having that put on? Was it an arduous process? Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, if I had to guess, I don't remember doing it, but it's probably two hours of work. And Oof. I most likely, I was probably very impatient. Oh, yeah, it. you are. <laughs> you are. Most likely. Yeah, you are. You can get impatient, but rightfully so. <laughs> You know, hey guys. You, you, you never know what you're going to get. Most of the time you got like, here's the thing. Even when Tom got annoyed, he'd get out of it. So if you're there for 12, 14 hours, Tom might be a, a little bit of a dicky mood for an hour. And then he's fine. And then he might go to a back <laughs> dicky mood a little bit later. But he always comes out of it and he's a sport and he's there and he's like, he knows what he has to do. Here we go. This hey is guys, Mike. Michael Lichotti from Texas. The episode Exodus was another amazing finale. And it was interesting to see Chloe's alliance shift in favor of Lionel's. Did this affect your view of Chloe and her loyalty to Clark? Thanks again, and congrats affected, on another milestone. Affected Ryan's, Thanks, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I felt like, okay, so she's like getting dicked around, and she's not going to have any of it. She's going to It would have been like, funny to see uh, somehow like downtown Smallville, Chloe walks out of a, somewhere, and Clark's watching with, uh, or walking with Pete, and Chloe walks up, but you don't know it's her, and Sam's like, damn, who's that? <laughs> and then Chloe turns around. <laughs> Zach. Hi, my name's Zach Ryling. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I was wondering if you guys ever had uh, writers on set with you guys uh, in case you had to make any changes uh, to any scenes. I don't know if it's uh, like that for TV shows like it is for movies. Uh, if it is, if you guys could just let us know. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, dude. Um, yeah, sometimes there were always writers there, but for their episode, the writers would be there. But, you know, they liked you to stick to the what, what they're doing. You could always improvise a little bit if it made sense. But for the most part, you know, they wanted it, you know, done the way it was written. Because as written, because you have to understand when a writer writes it, their bosses have to look at it. Then the studio has to look at it. Then the network has to look at it. So to change some of that stuff, they're like, 
Yeah. Not many people have the, the authority to allow you to change it. But you just, a lot of times you do the scene as written. And if you want to change a little something, it was fine. You're right. Hi, this is Melissa from New York. I was wondering, did you guys think it was bizarre that Jonathan gave the um, family compass to Lex before his wedding? Um, while it was a nice scene and the compass ends up helping Lex at the start of season three, I always thought it was weird that Jonathan didn't save the compass for Clark on his wedding day. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. Well, I, I, it's a I wasn't sure if I if that didn't. I wasn't sure if that was there's only one compass or he purchased that compass for for Lex. I I wasn't clear to me. Ryan, did you did anybody? Yeah, it, it's it's it heirloom clear? or it's something that his father gave to him. But at the same time, let's be honest, it's a freaking compass. He didn't think it was going to help. He's like, here's a compass. I'm going to give my son a car for you. I'm going to give him. I'm going to give you a compass. Right. And Lex was like, I'm a billionaire. Do I really need a compass? Well, now that Lex is crashing <laughs> into the ocean, is that compass going to come in handy when he's lost at sea? <gasps> Maybe. That and a hand blast. Oh. Hi, this is Olivia from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Vegas take in the season two gag reel where Tom is wearing the prosthetic chest and after he's been burned and Sam is, reaches out to look at it and he actually touches it. And Tom freaks out like Sam's hurt him and scares the crap out of Sam. And I know you guys can do pranks on each other like that on the set a lot. And I just feel like Sam was such a good sport. But my question for you guys is, that, did he ever try to get you guys back for messing with him so much? Thanks, bud. You know, Sam never really messed with us. I think I was just either messing with Tom or Tom was messing with me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, I think. But it, that was funny. We were we talked about the blooper earlier, and it was, uh, you know, it's funny. Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Michael, Tom, and Ryan. This is Jessica from Las Cruces, New Mexico. My question is from Michael. The scene where you're in the plane where it's all the turbulence, did they do that with camera work, or were you in a contraption that was actually shaking for you film that scene? Right, uh, that was you. actually camera work. They would just like kind of like move the camera a little bit. They have a little shake on it, so it looked like the whole sh plane was going. So I didn't have to do anything. I just kind of held on and kind of grabbed stuff, so it looked like it was like you know I'm in a, you know a plane plane that's going down. So it was pretty easy for me. The camera guys do that. They have ma they've, they've mastered that. That's how they do it. How about Bab? We're on a mission from Bab. Here we go, Bab. What's your question, Bab? Bad. Hey guys, Bob from New York. So we see Clark, of course, going off with the Red Kryptonite. I'm curious what led to the storyline. Was the success of the earlier season episode Red? Uh, was it that Tom had so much fun being a bad guy? I'm uh, curious. Thanks. I, Tom, I, I personally think it was just like one of those things where it's like, I need to get away. I've got nobody. Nobody gets me. I'm hurting everybody. And in a weird way, it was like he doesn't do drugs, but like this is a way for him not to be himself. He was escaping. He was escaping. So yeah. instead of trying to really talk to someone, he did something he probably shouldn't have. Yeah. We'll see how that holds out. Ruben. Ruben, you're a lovely sandwich. Ruben. Ruben. Here's Ruben. Yeah, one more question after this, and Kristen Krook, baby. Kristen Krook. Hi, this is Ruben from South Texas. This question is for Ryan about the season two finale of Exodus. If this was 20 years ago, would you be a diehard fan of the show and couldn't miss an episode like most of us were? Thanks for your answers. Bye. Would I? Uh, you know, I think everything sort of points to me. I should have been. Like, the the things that are happening, like, I should have. Like, it's, it's, it's a solid week-to-week I mean, I was the target demo. I was 15 when this came out. So, like, I should, I should yeah, have been watching Yeah, what were you this. doing? I don't know. 
I was I just got my learner's permit. I was hitting the road 15 miles an hour like Clark. He was hand blasting. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool that you might have been. You should just bleep it and not tell anybody what you actually yeah, said. Yeah, I would just bleep it. Like, Bria from Rose France. In the scene where Clark and Lana said, no, I'm sorry. Bria from France. In the scene where Clark and Lana say, I love you for the first time, and Clark asked Lana to come with him. I always wonder what would have happened if she did. What do you think would have happened if she came to Metropolis? Oh, I don't know. She, she's, she probably would have been like, Clark, you're acting pretty funny with that ring on your finger. <laughs> pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, it would, have just, it, it would have just gotten bad. He would have just been a dick. He would have hit on other women. He'd be making, he'd go back, speed back to get Chloe, bring her back, speed, speed kisser. <laughs> Super speed kiss. I, I just don't think, I mean, to answer the question, I don't think Lana would have lasted long. She's just got too much respect for herself. Yeah. It was a good thing she didn't come along. It was a heartbreaking episode. I mean, you're leaving Lana heartbroken. Tom's heartbroken for what he did. The parents are just incredibly broken up but would happen and right now you think you know lex is gonna have the happiest time of his life and now he's literally crashing into an ocean without his wife and she just seems like she deceived him as what we know now his father wasn't at the wedding it was just a, a dismal you know these characters have endured so much and uh it's kind of like oh my gosh how are any of them going to be happy again how are they how is lana and clark going to reconcile how will they be together or won't be together um how is chloe going to get back into the picture and be friends again with all of them how it's just like how are they going to his parents going to forgive him it's just like endless there's nothing happy the only thing happy about this is pete's like damn these guys are effed up i'm getting out of here damn damn screw these guys all right, this is very exciting. Uh, Kristen Crook, Lana Lang, is here for the finale. And not only is she here for the finale, Tom, Ryan, but Kristen Crook watched the episode. She actually watched the episode. Most people do not watch the episode that come on. And we, nor do we ask them because it's like a, it's a pain in the ass. Who wants to watch an old episode of a show you were on? We do. But um, it, was, uh, it was really nice of her to take the time. <laughs> What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. 
Kristen Kruk, Lana Lang in the flesh. Ryan, are you excited? I am very excited. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you're excited, Ryan. He is excited. I've, I've been watching two seasons of you. I've never seen this show before. Yep. Yeah. I've not, I haven't seen much of the show either. Kristen, Kristen, you did something that most guests don't do. I asked you if you wanted to, and if you could, it'd be great. And you watched the episode Exodus. And what was the first thing that you thought? I could read it on the text, but you could just tell me. First, the first thing I thought uh, is just how how it feels like a different world, like a different life ago. And I know you guys have been doing this forever and you've talked about this a whole bunch. And this is not really what you need to talk about right now. But it just feels like I'm watching with myself and with you guys different people mm -hmm. from a whole a whole different part of life it's crazy and how much we don't remember i don't remember anything i don't remember the scenes i don't remember the storylines i barely remember being on set i don't remember the outfits i don't remember anything <laughs> it's crazy how does there, that happen there's there were at least three episodes this season where i was like rosenbaum i have no memory of anything that happens in this episode i got yeah. no stories i got nothing which is I, the only thing I remember is I think in one of those scenes, the like the boom operator's phone rang. Chris, probably Chris. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I remember I think I had broken. I had gone to a dance class and I had broken my toe. And so I was like hobbling around. I think that was I think that was that episode. I remember that the tree scene was the last scene we shot before I went on hiatus that summer. We were just talking about go. that, Kristen, how you really stuck your tongue in Tom's mouth. I mean, you went I at it. Watch the scene. No tongue. There was no tongue. Well, what did you do? You just went like this? Like, I think we just opened the mouths. There was, I don't remember kissing Tom with tongue ever. Did we ever kiss with tongue? No. Well, don't say it like no, like you hate it. Just say no. no. We did not. We did oh. more professionals. Okay. Well, I didn't know. I just looked like tongue. You really, you really acted it out. I'm a, I'm a brilliant actor, you know? What can I say? I like that you said uh, it was so hard to see it objectively and also difficult to understand within the context of the season that I didn't watch. However, it was entertaining. It was hilarious to see all the early aughts fashion at Lex's wedding, the frosted tips and low-rise mid-drip bearing Why skirts. Why was that girl wearing those? She had, like, a skirt down to, like, here and, like, a crop top. That goes all back in again, y'all. So. Wow. Wow. 30-year well, cycles. Know, um watching this was it was it kind of what what was your feeling what did you was there a kind of an excitement any kind of nervousness any kind of like repulsion or was it sort of like this is oh my gosh this is cool this is actually cool i mean it was neat to watch the show i, di I didn't remember anything about the spaceship and the why why is Jorel so controlling don't get that it's like i, do, I don't understand any of it um, but it was weird. It's weird to watch the scenes that I that I have because I am so different. So it's like I like even trying to call out to Clark. I can't raise my voice. Mm. I can't literally can't project like project because I at that point in my life, I just hadn't found my voice. You know, it's really intense to watch. Like I was clearly able to be emotional, but I wasn't able to like assert any sort of like force. And that's I mean, that is crazy to watch. It doesn't feel it feels so distant that it that it I don't feel close to it anymore, but it is fascinating kind of to watch this other person. The way it was filmed, did you go, wow, this is really quality for especially twenty something years ago? 
Yeah, I thought that it looked pretty good. I mean, it does look dated, especially that opening sequence I thought looked pretty, pretty dated. <laughs> but it's been so long. That's what you would expect. Yeah. And wh what about, um, you know, we were watching other scenes like the scene with the ghost girl who comes back where you had the, like the little right. girl you worked with. And I, we talked about ad nauseum how money you were like you're crying your ability at such a young age and you hadn't done a ton of stuff but like you were so emotional and when you do those emotional scenes i feel like it, you, it really takes you for a minute to calm down or are you sort of like someone who could just jump in it and jump out because i don't know how you get in that emotional and really feel i mean you're crying i had one scene early smallville i was supposed to cry and i couldn't do it and I wouldn't let them use tear spray because I'm stubborn. And I was angry at myself. I was so angry. And after that, I was like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to fucking figure out how to do this. And I'm going <laughs> to do it every single time. And I did. I figured it out. <laughs> and I could, I could, it took me like, I think we had one scene, you and me, Tom, in the loft. And that was the first time that I, I don't remember which one because we had 20 million scenes in the lot, no. but I, but I had to cry and, and it happened. And after that, I was like, ah, I think I've got this. And I don't know how I figured it out, but I started to be able to do it very consistently because I had to do it on the show a lot. And so I think to answer your question, Michael, it didn't always take me a ton to get into it. And eventually I, I could just hop in and hop out. Like, I remember we would have scenes I'd be bawling my eyes out and then giggling. Like, it just didn't, it didn't take as much emotionally. But sometimes I'd have to, I had a scene with you, Michael, or sort of you. You were, like, invisible but visible, and it was, like, later seasons. And I really had to, like, play mind games with myself to get there. But then I could just turn it off afterward. Wow. What about, like... uh for me, I really never understood because I know that people got tired of the love triangle and this and that. And after watching two seasons, there's nobody more tired of the love triangle than me. And it's because <laughs> and it's not really it's not Allison's a great actress. We know that you're a great yeah, actress. Of course. Like their performances were always top notch, but it's just like chloe always going you guys are friends you're not friends i'm i'll never be. and it just doesn't end and i think a lot that has a lot to do with writing and the story and i like loathe a love triangle and i i only like a love triangle when it's done well i think it sometimes is a cheat i think that it creates drama and it can extend because i think we had a lot of rules back in the olden times where you couldn't bring your characters together or the show would die and so we found out all these ways to extend these storylines. And I have been so allergic to love triangles since Smallville that I have tried <laughs> on every show I've worked on to kill the love triangles. I hate them so much. And another reason I hate them is because on Smallville, it pit us all against each other. Every woman on this show in the fan community I'm... was hated depending on which girl they liked. If they were a Chloe fan, they hated me. If they were a Lois fan, they hated Chloe. If they were, we all, they all hated us. Yeah. And so we had to deal with like people that loathed us because they saw us only as like our worth was determined as characters only by who Clark liked at a given moment. And so it just reduced all of these women into like, does Clark like them or does Clark not like them? And if, mm. if whatever, and then they all hated us. That's probably, that's probably what you're seeing too, Rosenbaum, when you watch it, you're like, you know, have some have some self esteem. You know, yeah. what's going on here? Yeah, that's what I didn't like. Is like the, the the female characters. It made them weaker, and I'm like, stop! You don't. That's bullshit. Like I I didn't realize how um 
you know, I'm sure that it was inadvertent. I don't think the writers would would you know try to do that. But you know, when you keep doing the same thing, jealous girl, jealous girl, crying girl, crying girl, it it it's not. It's subconsciously you're kind of going, okay, here it comes. Oh yeah, here it comes. It just becomes sort of like okay, it's 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 ineffective. Yeah, I agree, and I think that is also a product of the time that the show was made in. Mm-hmm. I, those stories wouldn't CW. Every, they every, would not be given today. Every yeah. show, every show on that network had love triangles, whether it was Vampire oh, Diaries or One Tree Hill. Or... That was notes we would get from the network on the other show I worked on. It'd be like, add a love triangle, which yeah, we had to do. We had to add a love triangle. Well, and, and there's there's shows now that, that I've come across. They're, they're not in my age range anymore, but I just find that the female characters have more power. Even in a love triangle, they just have more there's more context for them. Well, now it's and not I think so fluffy, good. Tom. Now it's like you're dealing with like real issues. You know, you're dealing with um, yeah, the you know, non-binary and and kids trying to fi- figure themselves out and just angst and real stuff that people go through. And it's not just mm-hmm. like he doesn't like me, she doesn't like me. That 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 is just that's you can't do that anymore. <laughs> Let me ask you this: um, Did you ever have thoughts on your character in terms of all the people that left you? Eric leaves you for the war and then he dies. Nell leaves you. Uh, Smalls, your your biological father, leaves you. And you know how they just kept bringing story characters in and out of these story arcs of your life. Of your you know how did you your feel horse, about that? Your cats. Yeah. You know there was an episode where you you couldn't find your cats. <laughs> Is that really? No, I'm scared. No, no, no. It's like, oh, I don't remember that. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I mean, that was a big part of Lana's story uh, and why it's always so hard that Clark constantly leaves her. Um, And also, I think part of why she needed to find her independence and and a sense of who she was outside of all of those people. But I mean, that was her whole storyline is this like constant abandonment. Um, And I think it made her a very like in that character. She's so sad and emotional and and like, like it really is a devastating way to live your life. And also not only that, she's left by everybody, but also she's constantly people's obsession. So she's like alone and then all these people become obsessed with her. And there's like all this weird stuff that she went through that I don't know we ever fully explored on the show. It's interesting you say that because the episode before this, a big thing between Clark and Lana is Lana saying, Clark, that kiss was might be a mistake because I don't want to lose our friendship. And when we were watching it, we kind of made fun of that a little bit, kind of like, come on, take a take a chance. And that but now when you say it like that, like she's like, everybody close to me leaves. And I finally have this friendship with you and I don't want to lose that. And it just means more to me now that you say it that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what? Right. I will say that your character, at least, you know, these people in your lives inadvertently left you. Your parents dying, now leaves to start a new life. You know, all these things happen, but to me with Chloe, it's like, it's just about Clark and <laughs> and about not being loved by a boy. That's all it is. It's never more than that. It's her ego. And that is just, that's not enough to keep you caring. Maybe I'll care about her later because I liked her in the beginning is and that, she's a great is actress. Is that what happens with Chloe that season? Because I did think it was a really strange turn. Uh, at the end of the episode, and I was like, "Oh, that's all it took for her to start wearing black and do her hair." All <laughs> yeah, that's what Ryan was saying. Was She's like, wearing what? all gothed up, working for Lionel Luther. Doing a weird makeup. I don't uh, like because Clark. I, I don't know if she has another because I'm not watching the next season. I don't remember it if she was like playing him in some way. But that's they make they make you wonder if 
Yeah, she's like, oh, she sees Clark and Lana kissing, and then she goes to Lionel, and he's and you know she's like, fine, I'll work with you. Yeah, but you get the sense that they're going to play off each other. Think yeah, yeah. You know what pissed me off? You know when um your biological father, or like his wife, in one episode is like, you know, he's not giving much attention to me. It's it's all going to you, and he's like, oh, and well, so yeah, like you feel Michael like you have to, you know, so. You're like telling him, don't talk to him anymore because, you know, you're you need to get whatever. It's like he's going to take off. Why can't he like why can't he stay in your life? Why can't he call you? Why can't he? And it was just like everything's still like gone. Dad's gone. Nell's gone. We're gone. It's like that song. What we do in the shadows. You're dead. You're dead. And out of this world. I didn't, I forgot about all that, but uh, yeah, um, that, I mean, you'd have to ask Alan Miles. I, that is, I don't know why everything had to be so intensely cut and dried and dramatic that way, but it did work for the drama of the character. I remember those scenes with him because he was such a nice guy. Who played that character? Cassidy? Yeah. yeah. Sean Cassidy. Yeah. And he Sean was Cassidy, great. Yeah. And by the way, this episode was really good. I watched it and I'm like, this is emotional and crazy and this is a great episode. The last episode was a great episode. I'm just, the things that bother me, I like to point out uh, constantly. Fair enough. I, I think that sounds like it's part of the shtick, no? I guess, because <laughs> I love a lot of things and then I don't like a lot of things. <laughs> Let me ask you this. The kickboxing, stunts, training you did in like Visage and Precipice. Uh, how much training did you do for these? Uh, is that just, probably not not much. I mean, remember, I, I did karate growing up. And I also was a gymnast. And so choreograph choreo choreographically, I can learn things pretty quickly. And I don't it must have been that was probably the first time I'd ever done stunts on a show. Not that they were really anything significant. Um, but I don't think I did that much training. Did I need to? <laughs> I don't think no, that was anything great. that significant. No, you, it you, always it always seems so effortless for you um on set too. And because there's nothing worse than watching a scene with somebody like punching a a punching bag or doing something and you know they're not doing it right and it just right it's like well, oh, i'm not but good at punching punching bags but i can like but i think it was fine i saw like clips of that at some point in my life and i thought it looked okay and um yeah but that stuff i i like doing that stuff and it's not that hard for me and i don't have to practice for that long you're an athlete you're I, jet I lee wait what was it who are you chun lee chun chun lee jet, jet lee is an actor yeah you were chun lee <laughs> In that movie. Hey, let me ask you this. Um, mm -hmm. It's three. Yeah. It's a Rosenbaum rating system. So three roses is the best. Two roses, one rose. Then it's right down the middle is a heater. And then one <laughs> bomb, two bomb, three bombs. And we do okay, halves wait. too. I need to understand what has had the best rating. So the pilot's a three rose. <laughs> okay. And what's had the worst rating? Um, there was one called Redux that I gave two bombs to. Yeah. Okay. The way I tend to think of it is if... A three a three rose show to me is a show that if nobody's ever seen Smallville and you showed him that episode to me that's that's the way I do it. That's and like Ryan a, is, that yeah. yeah, but that's like a two three rose. Look here it is. If you go, I liked it. What I saw, I liked it. Blah blah. I would say it was good. So one rose, it was good. But like you know, two roses. Obviously, I really liked it. One and a okay. half roses. I liked it. It was good. Mm -hmm. Or but you could. Also I think I'd sit on like a one and a half with this one. One to one and a half. Okay, that's good. That means yeah. it, it was good. But I haven't watched any other ones, exactly. so I don't really have anything to compare it to. Exactly. I'm being I'm being like not a judgy, judgy person. I'm being like a person that, you know, is maybe like nice and stuff. I love you. Uh, also, did you notice at the last scene you could see Chris Sayer on the motorcycle? Yeah, I could. 
100 percent. did you notice he was driving 15 miles an hour on the highway i didn't notice that although i did run into chris Ayer when i was running the other day on the seawall and gave him a hug no way. Yeah. by the way Small after world. his big stunt fall from many years ago where he almost died Yes. Does he notice a difference in his personality at all? Has he ever mentioned that? Like, I thought I talked to him once and he says he's just a little bit different than he was. He's probably different. I mean, that's going to, that, I don't know. I have not spoken to him specifically about it, but you guys should have him on at some point. Yeah. That would be great to have Tom. Nice next guy. season, guys, Chris Sayer, Tom yeah. Stump Double. We'll even have my stunt double, uh, Morris. Morris, I also talked to yes two days ago. We had a, a drink together. And oh, wow. He's awesome. He's producing a ton of stuff and you should have him on because you did an episode, I think, where you had to be two people and he played scenes with you. Yeah, through the whole he really thing. helped me. He was so yeah. good. I loved working for him. He's a nice I got guy. Some presence as, a stand, as, as my uh, stand in and my double yeah. and my acting buddy. Um, Kristen, we don't want to take any more of your time. It's been 20 no. minutes. This is. Fa- oh, my gosh. I'm so uh, give your guy my a big kiss for me, will you? OK, I'll yeah. give him a kiss for you. Ryan, do you have anything? <laughs> one thing you want to say to, to Lana? Uh, it's been a joy. Thank you for your past Aww. work that I am now enjoying 20 years later. Oh, good. I'm happy that you're enjoying the show. <laughs> hey, lastly, say, um, I want you to say this last Always thing. hold on to Smallville. Yeah, I want you to say, remember, folks, always hold on to Smallville. Remember, folks, always hold on to Smallville. Can you do it again? Pretend you're happy. Yeah, and your hands off your head. <laughs> no, it was great. We love you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you in Philly. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to. Be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen. Okay. Rosenbaum rating system. So Krook gave it a rose and a half, and that's it was taken out of context because she hadn't seen the rest of the season. So it kind of came out of nowhere. So I thought that was a pretty good score. Ryan, what would you give it? Rose and a half. So you liked this episode less than the one before it? I did. I think it was because things got resolved after the, uh, the spaceship exploded. I don't know, like it, like the last one was like a, it was like a cliffhanger. I was like, oh, what's going to happen? And then what did happen with like Clark leaving? I was like, uh, because I am not, I have not warmed up to the red kryptonite yet, me personally. Yeah, I don't blame you. But what about Lex in the plane? That was cool. I did enjoy that. There were scenes I liked. Uh, I, I, I guess I just didn't like it as much as the last one. Okay, okay, fair hmm. enough. Tom, yeah. two. I think it was solid. Hmm. <laughs> On an emotional level and how dark it was, I'm going to give this two roses because I felt oh. like I felt like um, there was, it was so much weight to it. It wasn't just a fluffy CW, you know, shit show. Um, I still think Kristen gave tongue. Uh, I was heartbroken for all the characters. The slow motion motorcycle pissed me off, but I can get past that. Um, 
Lex crashing into the ocean. So whatever happens to him, that was dope. This is now this is this is now a one and a half hour long episode. Yeah, two two roses, one dead. All right, death count and save count. One dead, baby count. Save count. Shit. Uh, oh, way to bring that up, Bryce. Through 23 episodes in season two, 28 dead, 34 saved. Average of more than one person killed per episode in Smallville. <laughs> Series 58 dead, 69 saved. Ryan's favorite scene. Here we go. Oh, uh, hey, guess what? Lex got knocked unconscious again in this one. Uh, no, he wasn't unconscious. Well, he woke up. Yeah, no, he woke up and everyone was gone in the plane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So he must have been unconscious somehow. Well, he was drugged. <laughs> Lex just keeps getting. I know. There's, how many scenes are just of, wait of Lex coming to? Just wait. If the patrons continue to support us and we keep doing this show, you are going to see Lex get tortured in season three. You're going to go. How did you not go crazy? When I'm in the straitjacket and shit, it's like it's the hardest stuff I've ever done. I've been. I was. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I just want a super cut favorite of, scene. Fate Ryan's favorite scene. I just want a super cut of Lex coming to. Okay. <laughs> All right, favorite scenes. Uh, number one, uh, putting the octagon in the ship. Number two, uh, Clark learns about his consequences. And number Co- consequences where? Oh, oh, in the hospital. Uh, yep. And then number three, uh, Lex's um, cliffhanger on the plane. Ooh, Tom, you go first this time. I got two in a row right now. Uh, I, 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 oh, because I, the just to clarify, the putting the octagon goes all the way through the truck crash. That's like one sort of sequence. That's like one ah, sort of thing. Yes. Okay. I'll go with that right, one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I was just gonna say I'm gonna do that one too. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's that one. That one. All right, we're both right on that yeah. one. It's just so big. It's a huge yeah. thing. And then yeah, and you sort of get the the Clark figuring out that he's kind of messed up. Yeah. In the same. It was. Sequence. It was epic. It was a lot. Um. I'm excited to see what happens in season three. That's it for season two of smallville this has been a really fun time uh i'm really happy we, we've gotten through this i'm enjoying this show yeah. in such a different way uh we want to give a big thank you to all the fans who continue continue to support us whether you just watch listen to the episode or watch the episode and do nothing else we thank you if you go above and beyond and join patreon to support us if you follow us on our handles if you write reviews uh we can't thank you enough there's there's so many of you out there and we couldn't do this without you and i i hope you're enjoying it as much as we are and um it really makes this special we got some new stuff prepped for season three make sure you're following our socials to stay up to date on our next premiere www.talkvillepodcast.com for amazing merch inside you online store has amazing smallville merch signed and stuff um i have a lot of lunch boxes i gotta have tom sign some of those Let's take the discussion online. Let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials at Talkville Podcast or at Talkville Pod. Show support for the podcast by joining Patreon at patreon.com slash Talkville. And uh, lastly, um, Tom, you got anything? (laughs) Just waiting for you to take a breath. Um, No, I think it's super cool. I I was was so excited to to be done this season. And now that we're done it, I'm kind of like, it was actually a lot of fun. And that's maybe just part of my personality. But I appreciate everybody joining us, the production team, all you guys. We I literally couldn't do this without you. So thank you for hanging in there. And we make there's a lot of accommodations that people have to make throughout the season for us to to do this. So thank you for being so um, you know, open and malleable and stuff like that. So we we had to do a lot of things this year to complete it uh in the time frame. So thank you. Awesome. Um, thank you. And uh yeah, Ryan, did you have a good time? I had a great time, yeah. This show's got keeps getting better. Yeah. There's some great stuff coming up, so stay with us. I want to thank, again, 
It's the last episode. Bryce, our producer. Bryce works his ass off. I always think first I want to I, I wish I could the show was just like a blockbuster that I could pay everybody through the moon of what I I think they're worth. Um Tom and I both agree that with that and uh you know if it wasn't for Bryce and 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 Jason um and Ryan um we couldn't do this show. And so I just really really want to say thanks and that goes for my podcast inside of you too. Uh I couldn't do it without these guys and I wouldn't want to do it without these guys. So thank you guys. Love you. I'll speak for everyone. You're welcome. Thank you, Ryan. And thank you. All right. We'll see you <laughs> next time. And remember, always, Tom. Hold on to Smallville. We'll let Kristen Krug say it again. Kristen? Remember, folks, always hold on to Smallville. All right. We can't forget the uh, the shout outs. I mean, you guys know the thing. We, Tom, we couldn't do this without them. Patreon.com slash Talkville. And uh, if you want the seasons to come, keep coming, uh, stay a patron. Thanks for the support and the love. I've seen we see them all at the uh, the cons. It's a blast. We're trying yeah. to try to do a meetup somehow with uh, all these cats sometime. But uh, we do, do love a um, Talkville Comic Con. That would be a, so much fun. Ooh, I like that. You know what? <laughs> um, those shirts. Damn. Who's that? On the talkvillepodcast.com. We sold, I think, like 70 in the first four days. Wow. Between damn who's that, Rosenbaum shitting on the show, and something <laughs> else. It's just, I'm like, oh my God, look at all these, you know, and we have a. You, you, you know what I love about that is it's such a good identifier at the cons for people who are fans of the show. Yeah. Like it's an inside. You know? It's an inside. And yeah. we're going to make, you know, Bryce came up with this, but like when I started saying hand blast, we're going to do a hand blast shirt. Sure. You got to do a hand blast shirt. People love that shit. Who doesn't like one? You like a good hand blast, Ryan? Uh, all right. Here are the shout outs. We love you. Here we go. Nikki G, Leanne, P, Raj, C, Santiago, M, Leah, and Kristen, Little Lisa, Thomas, the leaf blower, Sophie M, Betsy D, Abby, P, Ray H, Karen, Apple M, Danielle B, 99 more, and Leilani N. We should do something. We should every week add one in and see if anybody notices, and it'd be like the fake one. Like, right, what was the, the fake, fake one? one? All right, I'm going to add one. So you know, you you go ahead, and I'll then I'll add okay. one. Brett G, always hold on to Smallville. Esteban G, DJ Kento, Garrett W, you know who you are. Kimberly L, Tom N, Jason W, Osama A, Lana rhymes with banana. Nancy D, Brian G, Sarah W, Amanda R, Teddy one two seven, and Michael P. Ryan R, Billy Jean, Jordan M, Hillary. I can't even say it with a straight face. Billy Jean's something. not real. Billy Jean. <laughs> Billy Jean is not real. I just I blew it. I Billy Jean two four seven. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Hillary B, Randy B, Dennis Quaid, Craig G, Chris. <laughs> terrible they can't be like celebrity names christy r tom cruise <laughs> karen p Derek g jorel jim mosley heather and greg nico p i made smallville say butts eric k clark's mom Kristen b craig c nanine w nanine w Kristen crook stephanie k darth achilles finky tamara oh tamra h mickey taylor's version that's interesting Stephen f damn who's that jeanette e Deadvid, General Zod, Big D, not the same people, Doug R, Carlos C, Tommy Z Boston, 68, not 69, Ken K, Isabel, Corey L, Ivy and Sam, Mr. Home Arcade, Amanda K, Jesse C, Lumber, Jack, Claire M, D Brown, Joshua W, 
Alice Becoming. Please rewind. Karen Era. Mm. Karen Era M. Just saw Karen Era M. El Don Supremo. Leslie V. D. Nuts. Tatiana S. Rob G. McBurts. Ginger Moose. Larry F. Christoph S. Michelle M. Drew. Brittany Ace. A. Brittany S. Marisol P. Veronica Q. Sebastian F. Sourpuss C. Prince. Matthew and Lincoln B. David G. Carol B. Barbara S. The Chief. Marion Louise L. Uh, I was going to say C3, that. C3GO. C3PO. CGO. Hi, CGO. Sunseeker. Kelly Bell. We're having a lot of fun today. Nikki L. Uh, Shannon M. Uh, this is... This is Umishki Vesrat Ambazin, Kakash Kami, and Brian S. We love you guys. That's like one of those things where, you know, when when you're online and it says, hide my email, and you go, of course, and it gives you this random thing. I think Omakasi, I think he... um, Omakasi. I think he he hit hide my my username, and and they gave him this one. Huh. No offense. Interesting. Or? Or he just wants to make us look hilarious. We have a thing my friend Joe and I say. Joe will say something and I'll go, interesting? And he'll go, or uninteresting. <laughs> Which means <laughs> uh, it's kind of boring, Joe. So, uh, anyway, we love you guys. Thanks for all the uh, the love. And we'll keep this going. Just spread the word. Um, yeah. See you later, Tom. See you, buddy. Thank Next you. Season. Next season. Next season. Come on.